Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. writing teacher what's going on today so today is a sunshiny day and it feels like spring is coming even though it's not all that warm out and you know the sunshine and the warmth it just makes everything better so I hope you are feeling like that today as well so today's episode is a follow-up from episode number 16 about letting your writers teach you and um, I really want to dig into that a little bit more about how to gather some information from your writers to help inform what you want to do for them, with them, um, what you want to be showing them or the direction that you want to move them in as they're going through the writing unit. And, you know, I, I know that most of you are teaching writing without a particular resource that you have to follow, which I think is a good thing. And not that there might not be things out there that you are using. I mean, there are quite a few things I've mentioned before that can be helpful, but I really do think it is possible. And to, sorry, to teach your writing units without having something like that, you might not feel like it's the best teaching you've ever done or that you could ever do, but that's okay because you're just going to keep getting better. And, you know, the more you learn, the more you read, the more resources you do take a look at, um, and the more you see what your students can do, the better your teaching will be. When I first started out with Writer's Workshop, I didn't have a lot of resources and I wasn't following a program, but I think I did okay. And then eventually I was able to add more into my teaching to make it even better. So as I spoke about in that episode 16, one of the things I talked about was going around and gathering information. And I talked about having a focus. So I wanted to um, kind of dive into that a little bit more about what those focuses might be and then how you're going to use this. And I also just kind of want to add one more thought or um, something to consider as you are doing this as well. And I apologize, this is actually a follow-up to episode number 15, number 15. So when I had spoken in that episode about having a focus, so I was um, speaking about instead of going in to help each individual writer on a goal that might be important for them, this is where you're going to have a focus, one or two, for the entire class as you go around to check on their work to get some information. Because... We know that there are things we're looking for, and this way, when you go, you will be able to consider this skill and what the writer is showing you in regards to this skill so that you can help to teach the writer. But we're not really talking too much about what you're going to do with that student or or necessarily um, having them do anything. It's really just going to be getting information from them in order to use it to teach all of your writers overall as a class. So for example, Let's say in your unit, one of the things you want to look at is what kind of a plan they have or how it is that they are using their plan. 
It doesn't matter what the genre is, or even if you have a genre that you're all working on. If it's, you know, kindergarten and they're just being able to write what they would like and make their books about whatever they want, then you don't have to worry about that. And so thinking about your grade level and what you might want them to have planned ahead of time or what you think might be helpful, you could consider how they are planning or what their planning looks like. And so as you go around, you're either going to see the planning because they have somehow written it down, or you're going to have to ask them some questions about it. So when you say, how is your writing going? Or I'm sorry, how, what are you working on in your writing today? How's it going? And you hear what they're talking about, but then maybe you'll ask them a little bit about what was your planning like for this work that you're doing today? Or have you done some planning? Is there anything you wrote down? You know, walk me through that process for you. And then as you ask everyone that question, you get some information, you know what's happening. You may come up, you might hear something that a student has done that you wouldn't have thought of and that you could share with the rest of them. You might hear that several of them are not really implementing a plan, and that might be something that you need to be able to help them with. Another focus that you might have is what kind of ideas they're coming up with. So this is important in any genre, but sometimes in informational, it's a little bit more narrowed down. Um, So it might not be the topic idea that we're thinking about there, but in other units, narrative writing, where especially if they're trying several different stories out, um, opinion writing, if they're trying different topics for that as well, you maybe want to have an idea of what kind of ideas do they have? What are they able to come up with things that they are going to be able to write well about? that they're going to be able to state their opinion about? So as you go around and you ask those beginning questions, then you might follow up with questions about their topics, or you might want to look through some of their work and see how many um, different ideas have they come up with for their topic. A third idea you might have for a um, lens of focus as you walk around with your students might be about the way that they are organizing or structuring their writing. Whether or not they're doing it at all, whether or not they are doing it to the level you would like to see and just kind of getting, gathering some information and taking notes on what you are seeing with organization as you go around to all the students. This is something a little bit more easy to see without having a conversation with them, but um, sometimes you do need to talk to them to clarify some things especially as you're looking through papers or notebooks and you're not sure what's going on. And then finally, just one more to help you kind of get the idea. Um, You might even be looking at the language or words that they're using as far as um, content vocabulary or wording that you might want to see in a specific medium of writing or genre of writing. It could be the transition words being used. Um, It could be words that help with evidence if if you are um, hoping for that in their writing. And so with that lens in mind, you're going around and you're taking a look at their writing. You might be asking them how things are going and, um, you know, you might need to find out, is this your first piece, is your second piece, your third piece, and take a look at some, um, if it's not their first, to kind of get some um, data on what they're doing and what they're using as far as language in their writing, because it is very particular. Um, And that, all of that, whichever lens you're using and you gather that information, then you're able to look at it as a whole class and see where students are along 
their skill level for all of these different focus areas. And then that should help to inform what you're going to be teaching in your mini lessons. It also just kind of lets you know the abilities of your writers. And that's actually the next thing I wanted to talk a little bit about. But before I go into that, let me just talk a little bit about what these notes might look like and how then they would be able to help you. Now, everyone has a different way of taking notes and different ways that work for them. Some people might be okay with, you know, jotting down on any piece of paper, scribble, scribble, and then later taking that information and organizing it. Others might feel like they need to have something organized from the get-go so that then they will actually use it and look at it later. Um, some people need to, need to write out a little bit more than just, um, you know, very quick annotations because they find that they can't read it later. So that that is all things that you need to work out. When you are doing um, this type of note-taking and you know it's around a certain focus and you know you want to hit this all, the whole class on this focus, you may have a page that says the focus at the top and then maybe you write all the students' numbers. Usually students have numbers for different purposes. You write all their numbers or their names on the paper and leave space enough for everyone and then as you go around to them, you're able to write next to them but then you can see it on one page. So when you go back to analyze it, you can, you know, circle ones that are similar or square ones that are similar, star ones. So for example, if you were your focus area was ways that they plan, you might be writing like no plan and they should have one <laughs> or no plan, but they seem to do okay. Or a bulleted list for their plan, or perhaps they just um, talked it across, you know, told their plan across their fingers or across their pages before they wrote and it worked for them. Or maybe they tried that and then they couldn't remember their plan and they had some trouble as they were writing. So whatever you find is helpful for you, you might have something ahead of time that you know you're going to write, but then you might need some follow-up annotations to help you remember whether or not that student was doing well or not well. You also could just do like a plus or minus. So what was their plan, if any, and then plus or minus as to whether or not their writing is going well based on their plan. Um, if you were taking notes based on um, their organization, and obviously this looks different. The organization would look different depending on what they're writing, what the genre is. However, organization in general is all, you know, whether or not they are able to put ideas together where they need to be. But let's say it was an informational piece of writing um, and we're in second grade and you notice that some of them have details that don't belong together, then that might be something that you need to write down. If you say that they're... Um, pages have one main idea and all the details seem to fit, then you would write that down. So there's different things that you might pay attention to um, as you write your notes down. Again, you could think ahead of time what might be the things that you see or be looking for. So you can think about the, the actual notes that you'll take and how you will say it. Um, and then again, you know, or just like a plus or minus and then give yourself a little bit more information if, if needed. So I think it would progress. Your notes will progress as you try this. Um, and the more that you've taught certain units because you start to know what you're looking for. So a few moments ago, I mentioned knowing your writer's abilities. And this is still a continuation of letting your writers teach you. I found that oftentimes we are used to certain things that we have done um, to teach writing in the past or the way we've had students um, do writing in the past, whether or not it was the activity, the actual piece of writing you wanted them to produce, 
or the um, planning or graphic organizer that you have used in the past and things that we're, we just know um, that we have and know that we've tried and we're comfortable with them. But sometimes the things that we are using or the way that we're having our students write are not really allowing us to see what they can do. And I know that it's difficult sometimes to try something that seems like it doesn't have much of a plan or try something that you're not sure how it's going to go. But if you really want to know what your students are capable of, you have to allow them to write in a way that shows you that. And so sometimes I think we just need to, you know, even though we might have a bit of a plan, we might need to kind of let the writers, our students, show us where they can take us. And so sometimes that means trying different types of paper choices. Um, sometimes it means going back to like a blank book, even, you know, for some of the lower grades, um, where we're not so worried about what the lines look like or whether or not they're going to put everything together on one page or if they're going to write across pages like we might want them to. Um, sometimes we just need to see what they will do and what it will look like. I mean, I just like to experiment sometimes and see like, is this going to have an effect on them? And is it not? Am I guiding them too much when I give them this paper or am I not helping them enough? And so sometimes I think we just need to kind of let them show us what works and what doesn't and let them show us what we need or what they need and what they're able to do. So let me be more specific. Let's say you're teaching fifth grade and you're going to do an opinion unit or persuasive writing and usually you have done where they pick something about school that they want to change and they either write an essay about it or they write a letter to their principal. And let's say you have a graphic organizer that has, you know, the, the structure of an essay that you might want them to have, like they're, you know, having a claim or their thesis and then having their reasons and then having evidence for each of them. And you know, you're used to students being able to come up with those reasons and, 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 and have evidence. And they usually have something about school they want to change for sure. I would agree with that. But I'm wondering, you know, we have fifth graders here. I have a fifth grader right now myself, and um, he always has been pretty argumentative. And so he's pretty persuasive. And the things that he can come up with to try to persuade us about things are pretty significant, um, pretty effective, I would even say sometimes. And I believe that when he writes sometimes or when he has, you know, if you were to give him this certain graphic organizer in order to do an opinion writing, it would just sound like everyone else's. He would use the words that you would want him to use or the transitions you want him to use, and it would pretty much just sound like that exact structure. But if you told him that, you know, if it came to something in sports, this coach should change the way they do practice or something that he, uh, his um, mom and dad should change about like what time he goes to bed because he did just talk to us about that the other day. He, you would hear his voice and the ways that he would try 
to write or to, you know, write that opinion and to persuade us would be very powerful and probably include things that might not have been included if he were to fill out that graphic organizer and then write the essay the way his teacher was, you know, asking him to write it. So what I am trying to say is sometimes we, and this comes up a lot in our baseline writing, but especially after we've had some lessons, we've talked to them, we've shown them, you know, a lot of examples and different ways out in the world that people persuade and had them think about a time that they tried to talk to their parents about something. And we just let them write without, you know, seeing what kind of plan they come up with and letting them write and see what happens. And I bet oftentimes you will be surprised um, at what some of your students can do. And not just in fifth grade, obviously, in all the grades. Um, I think, too, when you pull in that authenticity of what is actually happening in their lives and out in their world that they see and that they go through, especially when it comes to opinion, but even informational, the things they know about want to tell people about, if we use that authenticity in our writing, I think we will see that they can do um, things in a different way, even maybe not just always more than we think, but in a different way than we think. And I think that's really important in letting your writers teach you so that you know how to best teach them. So that we're not putting them all in this same box of what we expect the writing to end up looking like um, or what we think that writers should do. And we let them show us what they can do and what they might need to do as a writer or what they're capable of doing as a writer. So I hope this episode was able to clarify for you a little bit more about what it means to learn from your writers and how you can go about doing so. I want to encourage you to just take a risk, try some things out. I I feel like most of us have the space to be able to do that, especially in writing instruction. So take a risk, try something out, see what your kids can show you to help you learn about how to best help your students. Have a great day. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K-8, through and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.